0: He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend.
1: All right, Bobby Wilson, welcome to Beyond the Bend. Glad to be here. So we'll start it like we always do. Tell me about the first time you saw someone bend a piece of steel.
0: Well, I was uh on Facebook. A friend of mine, I was watching some of the people that he's connected with, and I seen Robert uh Nijoli, Yep. Pocket Sampson. I <laughs> saw him, I saw him bending some stuff. Uh I actually see him tearing cards and I got, you know, to talking to him and he kind of coached started coaching me a little bit. And then I watched him do the um, the 22-60s uh, for 22 days in a row.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: um, I got to talking to him about bending steel, and he kind of walked me through it, you know. And <clears throat> I can't do the double overhand because uh, I guess my years of powerlifting, I don't have the flexibility up in my shoulders. So I took to the double underhand, and that's really the only thing I do. But uh, watching him being was awesome because the guy's only like 123, 124 pounds. Yeah. You know, he, he takes down the red nails and the brace being some big stuff. And the S and a hammer, I seen him do that. I'm like, <laughs> seen some of the stuff he had done. And I, I even seen him some license plates from North Carolina. You know, we got some tough plates down here. And, uh, <laughs> seen him some stuff, and he just, just go right through it. You know, he was amazing to me to watch him, what he could do at his – at his size and i've been in powerlifting since uh, 78 was my first meet and okay. i've known some strong guys over the years and they couldn't do what he does wow i know you got to be strong but you got the strength there's not always you're not always going to be the the one that bends the biggest stuff you know you got to have the technique you, well you got to be strong Power powerlifting and weightlifting is a lot different than still been, And it's just a whole different animal, you know. You know yeah. that yourself, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to a small degree, but I'm learning more and more. You know, I mean, I started all of this like about at the same time, more or less, you know. And, um, you know, I tinkered with weights here or there. But I always, my main thing was just getting out on the mat and training, grappling with people, you know. So I didn't want to beat myself up in the gym too much to not be able to perform on the mat. But now, you know, with with COVID, I had time 100% to dedicate to strength and experimented with all different types of things. And, um, you know, I felt like it took a good year to just understand even how to do it, you know, to be honest, like to figure out what I respond to and what I feel like works and what's a, what's a relatively realistic load to then be able to train another day, you know, and what to eat and when to eat and all this stuff—it's just been a good, good learning experience. And um, you know, even though I'll be back training now, uh, I'm still going to be progressing with the strength stuff. I just like it too much, and I've invested too much in a home gym. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, all right, exactly. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been stockpiling mine over the years. I used to work out with a friend over in, well, about 15 miles from here. We worked out together for many years. But I've been getting my own stuff at home. So I work it out, work out at home mostly. And this you got an advantage there, you know, you work out when you want, do what yep. you want.
1: <laughs> so you said you started powerlifting in 78. And I know from talking to a lot of people and friends of mine that, you know, powerlifting has gained in exposure as we've grown. you know, maybe because of CrossFit or the internet or whatever um what led you to power lifting in 78 and what was it like then because i'd imagine it's very different than it is now
0: well back then you didn't have the uh you didn't have the drug fee drug-free competitions you know everybody was throwing down class together um you didn't have the uh the supportive gear like you got today a lot of it was raw lifting and today you got the, the uh you got your drug-free meats, and you got your, your meats where guys can do what they want. You know, that's fine. That's You know, that's them. But if you got your uh, 100% raw meats where you got no gear at all, you're maybe allowed some wrist wraps, a belt, no knee wraps. You can use sleeves. And then you got your equipped meats, which I like to use. Uh, you know, you can use the squat suit, the knee wraps, the bench shirts, uh, deadlift suit if that helps you. Yeah. There's a lot of difference. I mean, and, and back when I started, you only had, uh, you had the, the AAU. That was the, at that time, I think that might have been the only one. And then you had the ADFPA and the USPF. And it's just fractured. There's so many organizations, so many different federations. You know, and they all got their world records, you know. So it's got so many different records. And it's just all fractured. But there's a lot of people into it, the fire uh, lifting. No, um, it had a real shot at being in the Olympics back in the seventies, but then the uh, the drug use is what, I, from what I've understood, you know, over the years, that's actually what kept it out. Yeah, you
1: know,
0: they were real big on drug testing, and them guys couldn't pass the test.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, Got you know, we well, you know about powerlifting, right? You know, you got three attempts at each lift. You got the three attempts yep. squat at
1: each lift
0: yeah out, out of the three but um it's a lot of fun though
1: i enjoyed so it
0: you, i've been to many places because of my powerlifting i've you know i've traveled right much because of it
1: that's and great so what were you doing prior to that you, how old were you in 78 or like what, so about I'm what not, time
0: i was 19 years old in 78 okay Right. I so, traveled to Greer, South Carolina, for my first powerlifting competition, and bombed out at 165. I weighed 165 <laughs> pounds. Nice,
1: that's what I that's what I weigh.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we traveled all the way to Greer, South Carolina, on the bus. It was about I don't know 15 of us. We lifted till 11 o'clock that night. I think I pulled my last deadlift at 11 o'clock. I pulled the same weight three times and got red-lighted on all three attempts. So I was out. <laughs> it was very disappointing. But,
1: so uh, what what was your athletic background growing up? Uh, How did you get into powerlifting? Did you play sports all growing up, or did you start lifting young? Or
0: I didn't even finish school. Uh, my dad had a set of weights when I was probably 10 or 10, 11 years old, and I, I would go out there and mess around with them, and that's what got me interested in it and then what little bit I did was in school, I picked it up in school. No, my thing was uh was baseball, that's what I like, but
1: nice.
0: Yeah, I never finished school though, but
1: yeah I had a
0: was introduced to weightlifting by my dad, probably.
1: Great, right. yeah, I guess that's a lot of people's story. I think that's obviously my first exposure. My dad, you know, just do some benching and curls and you know. I don't think I ever saw him do a squat or a deadlift or anything like that, but just normal garage stuff. And uh, that was probably my first exposure to it too. And uh, I played baseball in the beginning of high school as well. And uh, a lot of guys actually, Jay Johnson was a big baseball player. Uh, Some other guys I've talked to. It's a common one too.
0: I love baseball. I mean, that's my thing. I like that.
1: Yeah. Nice. So tell me about the first time you actually tried some bending. So you saw Robert Najedli online doing it. So this must have been how how, how long ago was when you get, saw the bending?
0: 2016, I've done a lot of card tearing. I tore cards okay. for a you know, right good while ago where I could split a deck into six sections and notch a deck. But um, I like to tear them in handcuffs and stuff like that. Nice. Then uh, I tried steel bending probably in 17 or 18, you know. Okay. And I started out with the 60s. Uh, I couldn't even do a 60 to start with. I just I had to keep working on that until I got to where I could do it. And like I say, everything's double is uh, double underhand, you know. Yep. But uh, I've tried to double overhand, but it doesn't work. Now I can do some reverse bending and I'll do re- uh, brace bending occasionally. Yeah. I'd say it was probably 2017 before I started okay. And
1: how did that work with Robert coaching you? Were you sending him videos and he'd kind of give you some tips
0: on that? Yeah. Uh, he would send me videos and, and actually walk me through it and the process of how to do it. Nice. And, uh, you know, we just talked back and forth on Facebook and send videos. Uh, and I actually met him in Austin uh, back in January of last year. Oh, great. Went out there to the old man, strong man, the old time strong man uh, seminar. Uh huh. uh, Dennis Rogers and uh, David Whitley.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, Met Robert out there and uh, Adam Glass and uh, uh, several of the guys out there, and they were all, you know, all strong.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's there's something in the water in Texas or something because (laughs) some strong guys (laughs) down there.
0: I see some of the stuff that uh, Adam does and uh and Tanner. It was oh, yeah. just unreal, you know.
1: Those uh those
0: inch replica farmer carries they're doing
1: lately. That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you using for wraps? Did Robert tell you what you should have for wraps? Because I always hear some funny stories about what people use originally.
0: He actually bought my first set of wraps. He got them from he ordered them from uh uh chris Oh, okay yeah yeah i was using his wraps and i still use them today you know all the wraps i've used since then i've ordered from chris okay i still use the original wraps which they're about wore out now though i bet (laughs) they have a good feel to them you know
1: yeah 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 i was like asking that one because sometimes people are like oh i cut up a pair of boots or a pair of jeans (laughs) or put it in a dish towel you know like all this kind of crazy stuff (laughs) So, about how many weeks of training before you got movement on the 60D?
0: Well, um, I would say probably I've probably done a couple of weeks on the 60s. I would brace them, I would get it kinked, and then I would finish it off. Yeah, and within within three weeks, I was doing the 60. Nice. And, uh, you know, I would get my 60s from uh, from Lowe's, and uh, they're you know they're not that hard. Okay. They are when you're first starting. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been going to just a general hardware store, you know, and uh, getting some sixties, and I've been getting some bastards.
1: Oh yeah, tub,
0: you, know, you
1: know. Yeah. I mean, I, I can put
0: two 60s together and you know, do them now with no problem.
1: Oh, nice. Rob asked one. me.
0: He said, "Was well, what do you want? You know, what do you want to do?" I've seen him bend the wrenches and stuff. I said, "You know, I would really like to be able to bend the uh the, the crescent wrenches." Oh yeah. You know, you know, that's no problem anymore. Yeah. I've actually been a 10, I've actually been to it, maybe three tens. Nice. 10 inch
1: that's a cool looking trophy. The 10 inch yeah. is a nice one because that's big. <laughs> that one. That, that was one what stops I you know, people. was really,
0: that really impressed me when he was doing that. You know, seeing him do that.
1: Like, yeah. How
0: can this guy, his size, do that? And it, when we went to Austin, he took a horseshoe and uh, bent it Raw, you know, bare handed.
1: Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. The uh, variety uh, that we have in sixty ds, and I'm finding in the 80 Ds too, that it's just like crazy because when i I had done some iron mine blue nails and I had heard that that was about you know equivalent to a sixty d. So I ordered a 55 pound box of sixty ds and when these things got here, they were so hard they were closer to like a grade five uh toughness or something and so it's been good training but man uh and then i've had other ones that feel like so easy it's crazy there's just a wild variety in the in the six inch nails
0: these um uh, the ones i just got from uh the local ways hardware they're equivalent to a, a grade five yeah i've got some grade five bolts that i ordered where martin gets his from and uh and it's about the same feel.
1: Yep, I believe it, definitely. So you've done some pretty cool challenges recently. Uh, You did like a birthday challenge, right? Where you bent a bunch of spikes. Tell me about uh, that.
0: Well, last year I wanted to do something. I bent 61 60 Ds for my birthday and tore six decks of cards in uh, four sections. Nice. Uh, this year, I said, well, I'm going to bend 62 12-inch, uh, you know, spikes. So it really got uh, uh, the cardio going. I was breathing hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cardio yeah. cardio than anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Those you know, are I,
1: cool.
0: I wanted to do something different. I said, well, you know, I'm 62, so I want to do something that maybe, you know, no the other 62-year-old man is going to do. So
1: Yeah. I believe it. I think you probably got that one for sure. <laughs> There's some out there that uh, you know you guys are gonna hold on to. I don't know if you listened to Carl Donati's episode, but he bent the red nail every well. It it, fra- uh, it worked out to every two weeks for ten years. He <laughs> didn't miss. I
0: heard that. Yeah. Isn't I that a cra- that.
1: That's a crazy feat that probably no one will ever do. <laughs> And I and I wager no one else will bend sixty-two uh, spikes.
0: I don't know about the spikes. Now somebody might beat me on that when you do.
1: Know. Not on their sixty-second birthday, I don't think.
0: And, uh, talking about the uh, the uh, the eighty spikes that you were saying that you got, and it was hard. I've got one yet that I have. I have can't put a kink in it.
1: Oh wow! I have, yeah.
0: I have bent some ADDs. Yeah, but you know they're from Lowe's, but the ones like I got from Ace Hardware, the ADDs, I can't, I can't kink it. No kidding.
1: They are yeah. T- oh yeah, they, 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 those vary a lot too, a whole lot.
0: Well, that's what I've been told. You know, they vary a lot.
1: Yep. Yep. It's the same yep. way
0: with horseshoes. You know, I, I, you know, buy maybe forty horseshoes at the time, and mm-hmm. you can go through half of them, and then you'll hit one or two. It just you know, you won't you can't hard it. Well, you can go back and do it later, maybe, but they're really yeah. tough. They're very oh hard. yeah.
1: Definitely. So take me through like a normal week of training for you. I know I see you're out there, you're still doing, you know, heavy lifts, you're mixing in the steel bending. Uh what's a normal week of training look like for you? And do you plan it out or you just go totally by feel?
0: Well, on my big lifts, I'll go, I usually plan that out because I like to have like a a cycle you know maybe an eight week cycle and i'll fill in with my been and i've been tried to bend at least twice a week sometimes three times a week um, I, I like to bench on monday but now that i'm working out by myself i can do it when i want I like uh <laughs> I think, I can't remember if I deadlifted uh, Saturday or I think it might've been Saturday, but anyhow, you know, I'll deadlift on Saturday and then I may squat on Wednesday and then I may bench on Friday or I may bench on Monday. I just keep my body guessing. Now, when I was in competition, it was every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Bench Monday, squat Wednesday, deadlift on Friday. That was every week, you know, sick, uh, holiday, it didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> was in competition, you know, and I was going, not going to miss my workout. Yeah. But now, you know, I just skip around, but I try to get all the three big lifts in every week. And the, uh, the steel bin, and I try to do at least twice a week, sometimes three. It depends on my hands. But uh, I like to do volume on the 60s. I warm up with the 60s. Uh, Then I'll, I'm i a tool and dial builder, so I get to order all my steel through the shop, and I order 24 minutes. Yeah, all right. Minutes. At a very, you know, I can get a twenty foot length piece of um, five sixteenths hot yep. roll for you know like four or five dollars. Yeah, and then I'll just cut it up. Nice. I'll start out with the sixties and warm up, and then uh, I like to do some behind the hand, uh, behind the head. I like to bend behind the head. Nice. And, uh, then I'll do uh, maybe five of the uh, five sixteenths. I'll cut them to seven inches or seven and a half. I'll do maybe five of those, and then I'll throw in some of those hard-ass nails and do those. Yeah, and I'll do that twice a week, or some days I may just bend 60s. And it just depends on how my hands are feeling. I, I have meant too much in one week, and then it takes me you know, a while to get over.
1: Oh my yeah, hands will
0: be sore, fingers will be sore. I like at least – I got to keep the bending every week because if you don't bend at least twice a week, to me, I feel like I'm going backwards instead of forwards. Because yeah. Because I would really like to certify on that red. Yeah. I mean, I'm 62, but that's that's one of my <laughs> goals for this year. I want to certify on the red. But uh, Yeah. I'm just trying to do some harder steel now in the, in the grade five and the grade eight bolts.
1: Sure. Yep. And now, is that on the days you're lifting heavy or do you do it on the days that you're, it, you're resting?
0: I do it on the, the days that I don't lift is when I bend.
1: Yep. Okay. Nice. So, you nice. know,
0: like the bench, you're benching, you're using your triceps, um, your shoulders, yep. and then if, you, if you're bending, you're using the same muscles, basically right. your shoulders.
1: That's the biggest one I hear is people staying away from benching and bending, especially double overhand with all okay. the chest and everything. Yeah.
0: I get it in the chest with a double underhand because I'll get it right across here. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Depending on how hard the steel is what I'm doing. It.
1: Yeah. 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 I found like I think I watched watching McGranahan or somebody. Some I cause I does double underhand Steve. Yeah, he's yeah. he's good. He's good. And uh he drops it to the belly button. That's like when I found more power is driving it down down there, you know.
0: Well, I've seen uh um, when I was out in Austin and, and uh, Adam Glass was doing a demonstrating, and uh, when he did the double underhand, he would grab it, you know, get it where he wanted. He would go over his head and then yep. when he would come down, he would bring his traps
1: up. So uh, I started
0: using that and it seemed to work better. So that's seemed, a good idea. You get a little more power that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. The little things make a big difference with this. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why I like talking to everybody because you just pick up little things that make such a difference.
0: That's why I wanted to get over and work out with Robert one day because you Robert Miller because yep. he could probably help me with the, the double overhand. I'm sure he could show me something that, you know, where I might could get in position better. I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, Devin Hoover, um, just sent me some, I forget what it's called. It's just like some type of plastic rod that flexes, but it won't break. And uh, you wrap that up and that'll help you get in position and you can just crank on it. And it, it it helps you. Like if, if you're doing a seven inch bend, you use your seven inch trainer and you can just get into position and crank down on this and get this whole area to open up. So, cause I, I with the double overhand too, I think it's from my posture from uh, playing guard and jiu-jitsu. And, uh, that the seven inch bars, plus my wingspan's not too long are tough. I I like the six inch much better, but, uh, that, that, those trainers have have helped for sure.
0: Ordered some, um, I can't remember what he calls them now, but I've got two, I ordered from Django Black, We parachute ropes. I've got two of
1: those. Nice. Yeah. I've seen those.
0: Those are very hard.
1: Yeah. These are polycarbonate rods. That's, I remember what it is now.
0: I've seen some other guys talking about that. Here.
1: Yeah, it, it works pretty good. So you mentioned the red nail. What other goals do you, do you have as far as bending goals? And you include, uh, you know, lifting goals in there, too, if you're still working on those.
0: Well, the red nail, definitely, that's 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 what I want to concentrate on this year. And yeah, I'm, I may go back to Oklahoma in, uh, sometime in the uh, summer and do a meet. I would like to do 420 at 62 on the bench. I'd like to nice. really do that. But, uh, that's another goal. And the, uh, the Goliath bar, I would like to do that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I bought
0: some, <laughs> I bought some steel, and uh, I haven't kinked it yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a, like a tough to one. That. You got to get on the Harito, uh list if you haven't yet. You should pair up with somebody, and uh, so you shave, save on the shipping but um, because it's coming from Germany and the shipping's not cheap, but uh, they're sponsored to the show and anybody will save 10% if they use promo code cheers. But he has uh, if you look at it, uh, sometimes they're posted some on steel shredder page, the, the Harito bolts, but these things are great because the 4.8 is like somewhere around a grade five. That's the beginner bolt, but it's thick. It's five sixteenths by seven. So it looks cool. And then uh, the A4 is like maybe a little harder than a grade eight, but not as hard as a red nail. And then the A2 is like around maybe a little harder than a red nail, but it's stainless. So it feels different and it's harder to crush. And uh, then you go up from there and there's an 8.8, which is a very elite bulk. Then the 10.9, which is even crazier than that. And the 12.9, which only one Russian guy, uh, Alexander Klimovich, is the only one who have done that unbraced. And uh, only a few guys have even done it braced. So it's, uh, there's some cool bolts on there. So you got to check that out. Pair up with somebody so you save on shipping.
0: <laughs> I just saw it on Facebook today. I can't remember who it was, but they put a picture of their package. They had just got a shipment of bolts.
1: Um, oh, nice. Yep. Yep. That's, there's good, good ones in there. And there's so much more. Like you can build up to the ones, you know, rather than the red nailed, you know the blue to red gap is insane you know that's why everybody fills yeah. it up with yeah. fills it in with grade five and grade eight and drill rod and everything else so what's nice that's about herito is that uh it steps up really nicely and there's separate uh lists for double underhand reverse uh snapping brace barehanded one pad all this everything it's a, i'll send it to you when when we get off the off the call and you can look look through look through the uh the style certs because it's it's cool. And only one guy, Josh Goldthorpe, has done every one. So he's done barehanded handed, one pad, double overhand, snapping, reverse, double underhand, the whole the whole gamut. <laughs>
0: it's it's mind boggling what some of these guys can do. You know, it's just definitely. What about the gold nail? Is is anybody uh is is anybody certified on the gold nail?
1: No, nope, not not I'm to my knowledge. I, there's been a couple people to have done it in the conditions, but not in time. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. That's a that's a tough bar for sure. Even braced. Have you done one
0: braced? Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a tough I one. Think,
0: I would think. I uh, To me, Don Cummins would probably probably be one of the first guys to do a go. Yeah, yeah, he's so uh, strong. I mean, yeah, I mean him and Austin too. He's oh, did you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Don's great, great major inspiration for my bending and doing this show and everything. He changed uh, my perspective on bending when I saw his Instagram. It was like, I was like, oh man, this this stuff gets way crazier than just bending a red nail. (laughs) One hundred and three red nails. Yep, definitely. So, what do you think? Like. Obviously, super strong guy, powerlifting background, everything. But we kind of touched on it with talking about Robert. It's like, what do you think the mental aspects of bending, like, like what do, where do you go mentally to complete the bend and how is that different than what do you do in powerlifting, if it is different?
0: There's a lot of difference. Um, powerlifting, you know, you pretty much know what you can do, what you can't do. Uh, you know, people say us uh, weightlifting's eighty percent mental. They say that it's not eighty percent mental. Bending to me is is a lot of mental because you really got to go past the pain. Yeah, I've never experienced pain in powerlifting unless I really, you know, hurt a poor the muscle. But as far as competing the I mean, completing a lift, you know, there's no pain. You just strain. Yeah, but still bending you got to get past the pain. That's a whole different level. (laughs) Yeah. It's like with bending the pennies. When I started bending pennies, Robert showed me how to do that.
1: That's a cool one. I I want to do that one day. That's a cool one.
0: That's the pain thing. you got to get past the pain. I mean, (laughs) you can do it. But, yeah, it's 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 a mental toughness and a pain tolerance when it comes to still bending. Yep. I mean, you got you know, when you hit the gym, you got to train, you got to lift hard, you got to eat right, and you're going to strain your butt off, you know, to get your, your maximum weights. But um, it's, you don't have that pain, that pain thing where you got to overcome with the steel bend. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How about what kind of
1: strength differences, if any, have you noticed from that you could equate? To your bending experience versus just your lifetime of powerlifting, like th- have you noticed any increase like do you feel like your grip is much stronger grip Do you feel is stronger. like stronger grip yep.
0: grip and forearm and wrist strength your, ri- yeah. your wrist your grip and your forearms it's a lot stronger yeah and I noticed a lot of the guys that, that have really strong grips are real good at still bending you know a lot of the benders yeah well you know you got real good grip they, they usually do good at bending. Yeah. You got to be able to hold it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it definitely makes your grip stronger. Absolutely. Definitely. And the wrist. Yep. I like working the hammers. I, I watched, uh, Robert Miller. I seen some of his videos when i doing the, I seen him do double 16s, you know, at the same time. And I seen him do the two twenties. Wow. Man, that, that's just amazing. So, you know, I started doing some hammer work and, uh, it really, really does make it work your grip and your wrist. You know, it makes them all stronger.
1: Yep. You know, the I, hammers, I do that every
0: week. You know, at least once or twice a week, I will do that, throw that in with my bending.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. The hammers, I feel like, might be the number one thing that to look at it, you just are like, oh, that, that looks like I could do that. You know, pick it up. like yeah. you just have no clue how hard that is until you actually try it. It's like. That's-
0: you know, that's a lot of torque on your wrist when you're holding it in your way out there. That's, yeah.
1: It's <laughs> it's a, I was like, the first time I hit
0: yourself in the head with it, you know, try
1: Yeah. <laughs> first time I even picked up like a six pound hammer. I was like, damn, this is pretty hard. You know, That's a, that's way tougher than it looks. All this stuff, you know, like tearing a deck of cards looks like it would be hard, you know, like and and bending a nail looks like it would be hard frying pan also looks hard harder than it actually is i think uh and um but the hammer it it looks so much easier than it is (laughs) you go to do it and the thing is so hard that's a funny one for sure
0: i used to do um me and my nephew used to go around and do demonstrations back when i was in competition we would go around to do um strength demonstrations at churches okay uh, cool we did some of the stuff you know like bending some steel which nothing like we do like doing now you know just a long bar my nephew would bend it over his head nothing really really hard but we did a lot of block breaking break blocks oh yeah i had a background in martial arts too for you know a little while and i like to break bricks but uh and drive nails through boards with my hand that's one of my favorites (laughs) and um anyhow you'd be surprised well you know you'd be surprised that people that would come out of the crowd and think there's a trick to it you know well there's a trick to this i know you know you're doing something what are you doing you know how long did you bake them bricks before you tried to break them you know have them in the (laughs) oven or ripping the phone books all there's a trick to that Yep. yeah but somebody's gonna try it you know
1: yeah it's funny like that just that i think it's the fact that everybody's handled this stuff you know it's like Not everybody's handled 500 pounds, uh, so they just don't even know uh, what that's like. But, um, you know, everybody's held a wrench or a nail or a deck of cards likely or a phone book, uh, maybe some some people not anymore. Those things are hard to find, (laughs) But um, you know, so they just they just can't even comprehend it. It's, It's so funny like that.
0: They don't they don't understand it.
1: Yep. And you know what else I find interesting with this stuff? And we've seen it over the last year even more because everybody's been so active. It's like how it just, it just takes one person to do it and then it kind of becomes possible. It's so,
0: yeah.
1: It, it's just, it's so interesting like that. I, I think I mentioned this in another episode, but I'm having a uh, iron Stan. I think his last name is Tomiko on, but um, he's the first guy to ever snap a gold nail. Right. And I just think about like heading out to do that, just like, no, I've done it now. It took me like 25 minutes. Brutal. <laughs> My hands are still healing up from it, but uh, it, uh, but I knew it could be done because I know people who had have done it now, you know? So I had that confidence going into it, but I just can't even imagine like the first guy going out there to do that. Uh, you know, it's like so much of a different thing once other people have done it. We've, we've seen that with the horseshoe snapping, you know, like prior to this year, that was a pretty impressive feat. And now, you know, people are snapping them so fast, you know, snapping them in two places. Uh, you know, the, the bar gets raised all the time. I think about maybe the first person to ever bend five 16th by seven cold rolled. Right. That must've been like the most intense, crazy thing. You know, it's like, it's just so interesting with this stuff. Like it's, uh, it, there's just such an edge to have seen people do it, and it's like, okay, now it is possible. It's amazing.
0: I, I know. It, you, you think how these people—how can they do this? You know, and you see somebody do it, and then, like you say, you know it's possible because you've seen somebody do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, usually, when I see somebody do something, you know, I, I say I want to try that.
1: You know. Exactly. Whether
0: I can do it or not, I ain't gonna do it in front of anybody. You know, I'm gonna go out <laughs> in my building and I'm gonna try it. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to see how it's catching on, you know. And,
1: and yep. like I
0: say, the first person to ever do it, you know. What was he thinking, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's like uh, Chris Rice that I had on last week. You know, he was saying back in like the earlier 2000s, people would, you know, like bending the red nail was like a, a massive deal, and people would use crush pads on them, and like it'd be this whole battle. And you know now now we see people you know that can complete them in two hits. You know, like the the technique is involved, and higher caliber ca- higher caliber strength athletes are involved with it. It's just a a pretty interesting thing. Have you have you tried any snapping yourself? Or have you done any snapping at all? Very
0: little, very little. But I, I think I need to get into that. It would probably help me progress to the red nail doing yeah, some snapping.
1: Definitely, definitely. I find uh, when I started it was just like, it's sort of like what we're talking about. It was a real mental breakthrough when I snapped a red, right? It was like to just work this thing and then feel it come apart in my hands. Like we put that thing on such a pedestal and it's really just a piece, another piece of steel. So if you, you bend that thing and snap it and you see it in two pieces, it kind of seems a little smaller the next time you handle one. It's like, takes some toughness out of it. Or at least I thought, you know, it's a, it's a good, like, uh, confidence builder, I think, with those things, and another trophy, yeah, another trophy. yeah. <laughs> definitely. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool to see, and it'll be. I guess it'll be interesting to see because everybody was so active because most people were at home more over this last year. It'll be interesting to see. As people go back to their normal routines, like if uh, bending drops off again, or if people stay really involved with it, uh, I guess we'll have to see.
0: <laughs> I think it's right. I think it's addictive, you know. Definitely,
1: definitely is. So we're gonna start wrapping up. Uh, at the end, I usually do the medley, which is a rapid fire series of questions. So, favorite thing to bend as far as uh, materials go.
0: Oh, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah those are those are fun and uh those are quite the trophy for sure like uh that was uh that felt really cool you know like even though there's steel that's harder than like say a six inch wrench or something you know like um the first time i did that i felt like i was really like tapped into something cool here you know that was like ma- that and the first horseshoe those were like major standouts <laughs> of the Last year, you know,
0: <laughs> when I beat my first eight inch spike, that was uh, that was cool, you know. Yeah. That was hard.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, hardest thing to bend for you, material wise or object. Right now, red nail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, strongest bending style. You kind of touched on this. Double, double under. Double underhand. That's my style. Yeah. How about with the brace? Do you started on
0: the knee or you started on the hip? I start on the hip. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done sense. any of it. I've seen some guys. I've, well, I've seen you do on the knee. Uh, yeah. But I mostly start on the hip. It seems like anybody that's learned
1: from any, like, I'll use the word lineage because that's like martial arts term kind of, but uh, anybody that's of the Rogers lineage is a, that starts on the hip, and more of the performers because I, um, that's just what i've what i've gathered is uh, on the hip that's cool that's actually when i've uh tried the goliath a couple times that i've actually given it a real try i feel like i've created the most pressure pressing down on the top of my hip with my arms locked out on the goliath rather than over the knee because i don't feel like my arms are long enough to handle the 48 inches <laughs> it's a tough one uh weakest bending style
0: that would be the uh, double overhand <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> all right um uh, about something outside of strength training bending uh this whole world in general that you enjoy doing something unrelated uh,
0: i like riding my motorcycles all right nice <laughs> i rode to work today very nice day to ride oh yeah what kind of
1: motorcycle you have
0: i have a gold wing and i have a lamb hunter Shadow. and i'm YZ 400. And a oh, okay. I got a building full. <laughs> nice,
1: nice. No Harleys. Yeah. My dad uh, had
0: a sh- Harleys. I just don't have one. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. My dad had a Shadow 750 for a number of years.
0: I grew up on the dirt bikes. So I just kind of graduated into the Honda. Sure. Yep. I have a not lot of friends.
1: A lot of friends up here that race dirt bikes for sure. All right. What's the one bend that's got away? Uh, something you've tried that you haven't been able to complete? That be the red nail or something else?
0: Well, uh, three quarter hot roll steel. Um, oh yeah. Forty eight inches long. I got it. I got it. A good kink in it, but I couldn't get it far enough in to crush it with my legs yet.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Like Forty five maybe. Yeah. I haven't finished that one yet.
1: Yeah. I've heard that's a tough one. I foolishly, when I, when I got my mid to long bars cut up, I I got five eighths and three quarter at the same time. And I got the five eighths cut to 36. And I also got the three quarter cut to 36. And I, I didn't realize that that would just make it impossibly hard. So I use those as like my pins on my rack. Now I just like, if I'm doing some isometrics or something, I just slide them in there all right here's here's a good one who's the strongest person that you know or have met say like and this is open-ended because some people say like their grandfather or their dad or mom or something
0: but if you... well I, I have many but uh probably for his size and what i've seen him actually do would be robert uh Nedgily. yeah he's probably one of the strongest people i know because for his size what he's what he can accomplish that's very strong
1: definitely yep absolutely a good answer i think he's been brought up before during that question uh he's this
0: yeah he had, a, he had a background in uh, martial arts yeah yeah yep. i've
1: have you seen i've seen him do the pinch pull-ups on like the flask oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. that is unbelievable <laughs> All right. Best piece of advice you're ever given.
0: Uh, slow and steady wins the race.
1: That's a good you know,
0: one. Do That's not rush yourself because you'll get hurt. Um, a lot of times when you get hurt, you get you'll get uh, depressed, discouraged, and then you won't go back. Yep. So Just take your time. Be consistent. Now, all the years of weightlifting taught me that. Be consistent. Don't right. rush it. You know?
1: It's good advice, absolutely. Especially when it comes to the strength stuff. It's, it's hard not to try to get it all done, you know, like it, but you wind up getting bit by it and then you're Sometimes set back. The ego far. Gets
0: the best of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Check that ego at the door. Sure. How uh,
1: about the funniest reaction a person has had when they find out you spend your time bending
0: things? <laughs> That's said, man, you wasted a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as much money as i put in my weightlifting career over the years
1: you know (laughs) yeah all right uh in closing who's someone you'd like to see me have on the show that i that i haven't already
0: oh do you ever have robert on there
1: i have yeah yeah he was like episode like 10 or 11 or something this is episode 41 so it's been a long time
0: (laughs) um (laughs) You ever talk to David Whitley?
1: He's, he's one I have to get. We we were working on some scheduling and we've just never been able to nail it down. So that's a good reminder very, to get. Him he's on.
0: very strong. He's very strong. Yeah. He's very, yeah.
1: Definitely. All right. Uh, tips and advice for beginner benders and beginner lifters. Uh, something other than slow and steady. We get a little more detailed here.
0: Well, you got, to build, you got to build your foundation first. You know, if you're just getting into weightlifting, um, do repetitions of 10, you know, three or four sets. Build your base, your foundation. The same thing with uh, still been you know, build your foundation. Uh, start small, do volume until you get your strength levels up before you can start attacking something really and work on your weak points, you know, find out what your weaknesses are and, and work on them weak points. Yeah. If you build your weak points, then, you know, the rest of it will come up.
1: Absolutely. All right. And, and if people want to get in touch with you, I know you're on Facebook and you're in the Steel Shredder group. Do, do you post anything on YouTube Or Do you have a YouTube you know, channel? I have, or...
0: a, I have a YouTube, YouTube channel. Uh, Bobby okay. Whoops, an old time strong man.
1: Okay. Perfect. All right, Bobby. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I I appreciate it. It's been a blast. Yeah, man. I will be in touch and uh, you have a good rest of the night. All right. You too. All right.